don't want to sit for his crimes, that is rubbish. Yes, that is a lie. And your instructions, and we will show that shortly, were unequivocal. If we do not succeed in getting Christopher to implicate himself, you are going to jail for the rest of your life or for a long period of time. That was said to you, not so? Yes, that is correct, sir. In fact, I'm going to argue, I'm going to show that they were so cold-hearted that at one, that one hour after Christopher had buried Jade, they got you to phone him. And in fact, Christopher in that call said to you, Tondo, I've just buried my wife. Do you remember that? Yes, he said that. Can I then accept to move off the, 20, to move off the 29th of April? That when you went to our girl park to meet Christopher, firstly, that was an idea that was put into your head by the police. It had nothing to do with Christopher's decision. That is correct, sir. And up until then, if we look at that telephone conversation, that recorded conversation that we have been looking at, Christopher had not made any admission or even suggested that he knew what you were talking about when you said the police were after you. Am I right? He was not even aware of what I was talking about. And, and amazingly, after you had done the recording with Chris, suddenly you get a lawyer. And I want to put something to you. It appears to me that your request for lawyers fell on deaf ears because they realized that if you used the lawyer, you would not cooperate with them. Am I right? That is correct, so because at that stage I was at Kabiga Park. I had already asked for the assistance of an attorney then they said to me, there is nothing that I will be able to do. I'm going to take it further. You repeatedly asked for an attorney and you were told you will not get an attorney until you implicate Chris. That is correct, sir. And after the meeting in the car, suddenly you get your lawyer. That is correct, sir. The following excerpts mirror the technique employed throughout Sioni's cross-questioning by Mr. Price. The answers upheld the proposition. A moment's reflection on his responses established Sioni's partisanship to accuse him of one's cause and the exercise conducted hardly passes muster as cross-examination. It constitutes a plethora of leading questions and the answers furnished have, in my judgment, no evidential value whatsoever. I unreservedly accept the state evidence that at the outset of his interrogation at the unit's offices, Sioni, mindful of the dilemma he found himself in, expressed her willingness to fully cooperate with the police and entreated Swanepoel to facilitate an audience with accused number one for obvious reasons, namely to ameliorate the consequences of his own actions. In considering the admissibility of the recorded conversation between Sioni and accused number one, the former's concocted version must be disregarded and the matter determined solely on the evidence adduced by the state, to which I now turn. I interpolate to say that the evidence adduced from his mother, brother, and breakfast's mother that he had been assaulted is in conformity with his own, a complete and utter fabrication, and falls to be rejected. <laughs>